0: I am basically have nothing prepared for tonight's show. For those of you who do not have an opportunity to view my my Facebook postings and Twitter and all that other stuff, basically I was I was really disturbed by um the comments for Father's Day. And this actually is the first year that it has uh, has ever kind of bothered me in the in the way that it did or ever bothered me at all. Um, it was just kind of disturbing to see so many negative postings um, about Father's Day, something that that should be so positive. And what struck me, I, I had a very 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 quiet weekend with the exceptions of a few little interruptions, uh, meetings, and things like that. But I, I did those things, came right back, got right back in my bed, did a lot of quiet time, thinking. And so maybe that's why I was in a, just in a place of serenity, just little talking at all uh, and so forth, just kind of to myself, isolated. And just did a lot of thinking. And I, I did look on Facebook, did some postings about the event and so forth, so that's what tonight's about. I'm gonna get a little bit more into how this all came about because I didn't schedule the show until probably late afternoon Sunday, um, after reading them. So that's what this show is about tonight and some other things as well. But that's where we're going here. And the title is It Takes Two to Tango. Um basically wanted to capture the attention of of, of those who, who maybe would not listen otherwise, and that's what we've learned that we have to do we have to kind of grab you with our with our title because again that mindset not not downing anyone but we just want things that kind of interest us okay so and that's normal but that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I do want to thank everyone out um, who's in the chat line with us and remember for those of you who listen through Facebook or through your uh cell phones and things like that, you're not able to chat with us, but if you want to post something on Facebook, I will try as best I can, and, and Rodney will as well, kind of go back and forth. But just keep in mind, be patient. We have the chat line, we have the phone line, and then Facebook, um, So just and and just trying to keep up with everything. So just be patient with us. Now, it is so much easier if you listen online and use the chat chat uh, if you have comments and questions and get in cuz there's no right, there's no wrong answer. All we're trying to do you guys is promote that change and be the change. Cuz I can tell you, I was so bitter once until all I wanted to do was bash my son's father. Um and some other things. And it didn't it didn't work. It wasn't pleasing to God. It didn't help me get over What um, I was angry about, because really who I was angry at was myself and trying to overcompensate. So I want to get into all of that. I just want to keep it real with you tonight. Um, I know there are a lot of women probably going to be disturbed by this. I mean, no harm. But I stand on, on how I feel about this topic, and I just think there's a better way to express how we feel. Because remember, our children see what we post. So if you're posting negative things about your child's father that you chose, then how do you think that makes your child feel? So I want to talk about all of that tonight, just get you to think, not agree with me, just to think and come up with your very own solution of how it needs to be for you. And all we ask is that when you do that, consider your children always. Always, 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 and know that whatever you post, it's visible to them. If not them, then their friends, their teachers, always, always. So that's what tonight is about. Um, I'm going to check the phone lines. I want to make sure that I get Rodney in, and he is. Rodney, are you on with us?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Great, great, great. i ha- Say Say something, cause I think I just I'm having a little problem hearing you. See, you seem far away, but it may be me. So just keep talking. Say hello. Oh, okay,
2: <laughs> it's probably me. I was trying to see if I can get this headset working, so it's probably me.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, you still sound a little far away. So um, I have not really did the intro, so I you can work on that. I want to go ahead and just kind of do what we typically do. Again, the phone lines are open for our new listeners. You do have to select the number one. In order for us to know that you have a comment a question here, again, you can always use Facebook um, if you're listening that way or if you choose to. And you can always register as a follower. And remember, you don't have to give your name. You can create a, a name if you want um, and so forth. So many ways to, to comment Get your questions in Phone lines are open Select the number one The way that we will identify your call Is provide your area code And the last four digits of the number That you are calling in from tonight So that's how we'll pull you in A few reminders First of all I want to give a huge Huge, huge shout out To um, Supreme Hot Wings Here on Witten Road, Memphis, Tennessee Over in Bartlett area Um, And I believe they have one Over in mississippi as well i believe but um as of today is 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 a sponsor for the women's conference event so i'm I'm just honored for that we have a few more people uh, or companies that are going to come on board and and again when i say sponsors they're just they're going to make a donation in some way shape form or fashion i am so thankful for that um especially for the one today because no hesitation on saying, yes, I mean none. Sure, what can I do? Um, So I'm just thankful. And and a good way to say that is you guys go by. They have the best fish to me, the absolute best fish, great customer service. So shout out to them. Just want to show my love and appreciation and thanks on that end. The Women's Conference is, and it is turn off the lights, Women's conference, however, we want men there. We have four male speakers, so we do want our males to be there. Um, Our male speakers are going to kind of let go and, and share some things from their perspective about us. I feel that we need to hear it. And I'll just say this, you guys. When I started working on this last year, October, no intentions of having male speakers. I thought women's conference and women's speakers no intentions of having male speakers at all. I don't really think I thought about having men there. However, just being contacted. Yeah, I, I want to speak. I want to speak at that. And so and then the, the next male came. And so I thought, okay, God, maybe this is just the way it should be. Um, and as I think back and in, in just kind of conversating here and there with, with males, you know, I'm consistently hearing and I think we did a show on that men saying, Hey, I'm just kinda of sick and tired of women. I don't even want sex. It's everywhere. You don't have to work for it, you don't have to ask for it. They get mad at you if you don't want it. And so we need to we need to know that as women. Because a lot of women think, hey, that's the meal ticket. And what is happening to our young girls? And then Relating that to tonight's show If we can't stop that Hey He can't be a father We wouldn't have anything to complain about And to make matters a little worse Before they Their fathers They should be our husbands And I'm talking to myself too Thank God I have one But I wasn't married when I had him So there's a lot that we need to talk about tonight a lot so that next year I hope that we just come on and say Happy Father's Day. Enjoy this day. So um, if you have not registered for the Women's Conference, it is June 28th, Saturday, June 28th, 6 o'clock, at the Fogelman Building, University of Memphis Fogelman Building. You can learn about it at www.butterflyevolution. Again, ButterflyEvolution.org. It's also posted on Facebook as an event, uh, Turn Off the Lights Women's Conference. We have Aaron Jordan, Brandon Gator, uh, Anthony D. Collins, and Trent Williams. So look them up as well. And I'll give you some more information on that before we get off uh, tonight's show. Remember to move your trash cans. If you have not, um, please do so. If you have and you went through the same thing that most of us did with returning to its old location, Uh, share your story. So what we ask you to do is move your trash can from one location to another. In doing so, what you will probably find happening is that you're returning, you will return back to its old location to throw your trash away. As you do that, be mindful of how our, our mind keeps up with the most smallest insignificant things and how small is it that we go back, you know, to trash, that we keep up with where we throw our trash, it's actually kind of funny when you realize, hey, I keep going back here, and I know that I've moved this, but allow that, again, to help you think about the things that we just, we just do because we're accustomed to and because our mind sends us there, and that reminds me of God's word saying, renew your mind, renew your mind. That, that again, in my reflection time this weekend, my quiet time, that renew your mind and guard your heart, for out of it flows life. Your life, the way you live it, the issues, guard your heart. And we don't do that, especially as women right now. You know, I started out the song On the Ocean, I believe the name of it is. You know, I think a lot of us feel that way, and we feel desperate. and We're not guarding our heart when it comes to picking the right people in our lives, especially the right people to be the father of our children. So think about those. Renew your mind and guard your heart. So let's move into tonight's topic as you, to finish up with that about the trash can baby, if you have something to share, please, please do. Um, I was, I'll be real quick and, and, I've had, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, just to kind of help you see this this mind thing. I've had my tag, my car tag, my, for, tag for my truck, a little sticker thing uh, for your tag, probably a month now. But it has not been on the, on my tag. It's been in my truck over my visor. All I had to do was pull it off and put it on there. For whatever reason, I just did not want to do that. I just did not feel like going back there, cleaning it off, putting the sticker on there. So I wrote around May 1st. It expired on my birthday, May 1st. I've had it before that. So I decided to do it yesterday, last night. Put it on, instantly felt just relieved. Okay, I did that, got that out of the way. However, all day today, I'm constantly looking in my mirror thinking, is the police behind me? Is the police behind me? Even though I put it on last night, I had just got accustomed to looking, thinking. And it was crazy because all I had to do was make the time, take the time to put it on. But for whatever reason, I just did not want to do it and didn't. How crazy is that? But as I look, continue to look back today and look in my mirror to see if there was anybody behind me, I thought, how crazy is this? How crazy is it? So that just is a little something to help you see. And I hope I'm not the only one, but, I mean, I go through those little things, those moments where I think, what is wrong with you, Tammy? <laughs> so just keeping it real. But anyway, let's let's move forward. Rodney, um, are you there?
2: Hey, can you hear
1: me?
0: I can, but it's, I'm going to take it. Let's see now, because I, took, I can had you're, my speakerphone on. you hear me better maybe. now? Yeah, I'm gonna leave it off a speakerphone. Yeah, I can hear you, so I'm gonna leave it off a speakerphone for a while on, on my end, okay?
1: Okay, that's fine. Because maybe sometimes
0: that will be challenging as well. So, um, and if anybody's having any trouble hearing any of us, if you don't mind, text me and let me know. Um, I see a couple of numbers out there that I'm familiar with, so you guys have my text, my phone. So text me if you don't mind letting you know, letting us know that you can hear us or not um, so, Rodney. Thank you for joining in with me tonight. I know you got your show going tomorrow night, but uh, I'm thankful that you are on with me tonight. And we have not had a chance to talk about this topic uh, before okay. the show. But I kind of just just shared a few things, and I don't know how much you heard uh, before, but I shared a few things just by being disturbed by the uh, some of the comments. That I seen on Facebook yesterday
1: about, about, about Father's Day. Day,
0: right? And it just this is the first time ever that they bother me, and I guess because before this year, I've been one of those people think, oh yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a father too, and I did this and I did that, and I and dad and I deserve this, and I and this year, I just I so Now I never posted it, but I sure did feel it, and I talked talked about it with my closest friends on that day. I mean, we would jokingly talk about being fathers and doing what we did or had to do. Um, and as I as I sit this year I'm, and I think back, I'm, I've come so far yet, have so far to go, but my, my mentality, um, my view on my life choices no longer are towards someone else. I'm no longer. I don't feel like I'm. I'll say as angry. I won't say I'm totally over all of it. But this year, I just did not take joy in any of that. I didn't want to talk about being someone's father. Um, I just realized that it just it just did not do me any good. Even then, it just continued to 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 feed the anger within me. Um, the disappointment in myself for my personal choices and so forth. So I don't know if you got to see any of the um, postings. And it was things just like Happy Father's Day to the real fathers or to those who are da-da-da-da-da. And what it, what it reminded me or, or kind of jugged my memory is that I never see, I never have seen. It doesn't mean it's not out there. But on Mother's Day, I never see those those types of postings, like Happy Mother's Day to all the real moms and in my opinion, there are just as many, and I'm not taking men and fathers off the hook here, because you have a, a, a responsibility that you have no idea how important your role and your responsibility is in the life of your children, even in the life of the women that you leave those marks on, married or not. You have no idea. So I'm not taking men off the hook. What I what I do feel is necessary to, to discuss this, or why? Because we as women are so angry about it, about our choices. Some of them, I'm not saying every woman is in that decision is in the the that place because of her wrongdoing. I'm not saying that because things happen, people change, and people do what they do. What I'm saying is I want people to think about. The postings and things like that that they say, and where does that come from? Where is that rooted from? Because your children can see those postings, your children's friends can see those postings. I mean, I seen one that said, um, "If you see my children's father, tell him Happy Father's Day."
1: <laughs> and I'm
0: like, I know your children are of said age, and on Facebook. So how do they? How do they? How do you think they feel? So what, what's your opinion? I don't know what you saw, but what's your opinion on this?
2: Well, I, I, I saw something um, today that was very disturbing. And, again, uh, for those of you out there listening, um, if you can't hear me, please uh, call in or uh, text payment or something. But from what I saw, um, I didn't see a whole lot of the negative postings yesterday, which was good because this is the first year that I have not seen them. But what I have, what what I did see that I found disturbing was, um, I saw a picture of a little boy, and I guess the picture um, on his T-shirt was of his dad, and it said "deadbeat dad," and there was a picture of uh, this man. So I'm assuming that was his dad, and I think that ties into what you're talking about tonight. And over the past uh, several years, I've had to um, – I've made it my business to, I guess, call out those people who like to, you know, go with the drama, go along with the drama on Father's Day. I love your title for tonight because it does take two to tango. But you know what? It also takes two people to raise a child, and it's not happening. We're making excuses because the other parent is not there. We're making exceptions because the other parent is not there. No one gets on women who are not doing their job. But, you know, just because the child is living with the mother then she automatically gets a free pass. No one cares how much time she spends with those children. And, you know, you hear people say all of the time, you hear mothers say all of the time, well, I give them food to eat. I make sure they have a place to stay. I make sure they have a clothes on their back. I make sure they have clothes on their back. So you know what? That makes me a good mother. Guess what? So those people who feel that way, you're saying you're just like the prison system because the prison system gives the inmates food to eat. The prison system, makes we make sure those who are incarcerated have clothes to wear. They even get a name. It's just numbers instead of letters. They have a roof over their heads. Some of them are living better than people who are living out here in in society. Just because you do those things, it doesn't make you a good parent. It just means that you're providing the basic necessities of life. It doesn't make you a good parent. But we don't focus on our mothers who are not doing a good job. But we attack the fathers every chance that we get. And um, I also will throw this out there. Um, I just finished my second book. It's called From the Heart of a Teacher. And the very first three chapters are dedicated to the parent. And it's not, it's not, a, it's not a cakewalk. It's more so of um, promoting self-evaluation. How are you as a parent? Are your children ready for kindergarten when they start school? Are you overseeing your child's education in elementary, middle, and high school. And we need to, um, and please, at any time, uh, Tammy, feel free to stop me. But as a society, we need to get away from blaming these men. We need to get away from that. Because how are you holding someone accountable that is not there? When, as a mom, mothers are making bad decisions. When I was in school, especially when I was in high school, my friends would show up to school at 10 or 11 o'clock. School started at 725. But guess why they were late? Their mothers took them to the mall to buy the new Jordan. That's not that that man's fault. That's her fault. She, She doesn't have to do that. My mother didn't do it, and my mother was a single mother. You to hey, let me ask
1: when you this.
0: Can them. Let let me ask you this. How much how much do you feel um that women overcompensate for or try to attempt to overcompensate with things um such as Jordans uh, because of the father not being there because of a of guilt.
2: I feel like it happens far too much and too often and sadly it hurts our children more than it helps them especially our young boys and mothers need to understand one you don't have to overcompensate for the fact that there's no man there you don't have to do it and you know, I even get tired of him hearing, hearing women say, well, I can't teach them how to be a man. That may be true. I, I will not argue that. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, you're right or you're wrong. I'm not going to argue that. But here's whether you can or cannot, here's what you can do as a mother, as a single mother with a little boy. Here's what you can do. You can teach him how to be a good human being. You can teach him how to be responsible. You can teach him how, be, how to be respectful. And, and instead of telling him uh, how no good his father was, you can make him, I understand that you haven't had good luck yet in, in the relationship department, but guess what? You can make sure that some young woman has a good husband and a good father for her children. You can make sure that that happens. You don't have to keep going along with this vicious cycle. You don't have to do that. As a woman, if you really have a problem with, you know, the decisions that men make, if you have a problem with the way that men are, guess what? Don't raise your son to be that same man. Don't allow yourself to be that woman who turns into that man that hurts you. Don't be that woman. And I think a lot of times women do that. Learn to forgive yourself, and then you can learn to forgive that man, and then your children don't have to suffer. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just agreeing with you because I'll I'll tell you guys, that was me. I mean, there are some things that I see um, or, or began to see with my, with Brandon, I, I know Brandon wish he had brothers and sisters to have somebody else to beat up on. But there's some things with that I just now, you know, I see later, much later, that I was that parent that um, just felt felt guilty or felt like I did not do this right. That I I was the cause of him not having what I saw as you know this this perfect life, mother, father, da 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 da. And so there were some some times where I overcompensated, and I did that, you guys, for a very, very, very long time. And I give account, grace and mercy. And I wasn't so stupid or so crazy that I did not know to pray and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I, I I really did. There were there were prayer. I mean, I was forever praying. And and still doing what I wanted to do, wrong, whatever. But I was forever, I I really don't know what I'm doing here, God. Really didn't. But I knew what I did not want to raise. I knew. And Brandon, you know, had, not saying he didn't have, because he did have, thank God. and, And I have to be real careful because I have to respect people who don't want me to share stories about my life that includes them. So he did have a very positive person in his life um, who did the very best he knew to do and could do. Very thankful for that, but I still felt guilty for for just my decisions and angry and did not want to hold myself accountable for that. I was always I always put that on someone else. I always put that on what they didn't do or should be doing, well, it's on me. And I had to realize that in order to stop that blaming, in order to stop that anger, I had to look in me and figure out, what is going on with you? Who is this really about? What is this really about? I had to do that. And a lot of it came before even becoming a parent. It's just stuff that we we don't get over and through. It was my own personal feelings of rejection, um, things that just all that stuff. And that's what I want women to really, really think about tonight. And and the most we could give our children, like you said, you know, the we we got the Jordans and whatever else. And you talked about the prison system. I love your analogy of that. The prison system, you know, feeds them, clothes them, but they don't express that love. And kids want and need that. I used to be a, a, a fan of. I could think it's Mabel, Judge Maybelline. I used to be, watch her as much as I could, and I remember her saying, "They were poor and without, but they never knew it because they were loved so much." That's that's amazing And that's what it should be You should be so loved and disciplined Until you don't even know you're poor Or what you don't have You don't even know you're missing some things So anything Anything Rodney Uh, I said anything on on that Because my next question is about The first hero and the first love Fathers being the first hero and first love Unless you had something to share on anything That we just talked about I think
2: you've been reading my book, Tammy
0: <laughs> I have not. I, you know, I like. I, I you told you, I like hardback. I cannot read <laughs> on the computer. I need a book in my hand because I want to scratch through it. I want to write through it. I want to mark the page. I want to go back.
1: <laughs> oh, don't so. worry. Don't
2: worry. It's coming. No, no, but you know, I, I I think that um I think that we've gotten to a place as a society where we are used to feeling sorry for one another, and we're used to people feeling sorry for us. And when I was growing up, that was all I heard. Um, all I heard was men, you know, men are doing this, men are doing that, men are dogging women, men are running out on their families. I mean, that's all I heard. And so, you know, growing up when I was in elementary school, and and even when I was in middle school, I had such pity for women because that's all I heard and that's all I saw. Um, you know, you think even uh, back then, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, there were all of these talk shows out, um, you know, and, and, and that's what you saw on these talk shows. I mean, that that was just all you heard. And so I had such great pity on women. And then as I got older and I started to see things of my own and I started to experience things of my own, I said, wait a minute. I did not get to where I am because somebody felt sorry for me. My mother was a single mother. We grew up, uh, we lived in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment that is almost the same size as my classroom. I mean, that's how small it was. The hot water only stayed, uh, uh, you know, the water only stayed hot for 10 minutes, and then it was, like, freezing cold for the next few hours. We could only eat dinner four at a time. You know, we lived in the neighborhood where, you know, nothing but drugs, guns, you know, every time you looked around, people, somebody was getting shot. You know, it it was bad. But guess what? My mother, who was not that educated, you better not go to school and fail. She didn't feel sorry for us. She didn't feel like she needed to go out and buy a pair of Jordans. She didn't feel like she had to make sure that we had all of these expensive things that she couldn't afford with her minimum wage job. And and in the 80s, minimum wage was, what, four something an hour? She didn't feel like she had to go out and do those things. And my mother, you know, again, she was not that educated. And she didn't have a whole lot to give. But what she had, she gave it to us. And it was up to us to take it and do the best we could with it and add as much to it. That was it. But, you know, all we want to do is sit back and point the fingers. We don't want to look at ourselves. We want to, we want to point the fingers. And, and, and women doing this in this situation is no different than anyone else doing that in, the, in any other situation. We have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. We have to stop looking for excuses. We have to stop looking for exceptions. If you are a mother and it didn't work out with you and the father, you know what? The courts can force him to pay child support here in the United States, but they can't make him stay around. They can't make him spend time or take care of the They, they can't make him do that. But guess so what, what? about Every the woman... who
0: what, what about the fathers who want to be around but go through so, so, so much because of the anger and that, that the woman still has about their relationship? Because a lot of that goes on. and Again, women, I'm just, I'm just telling you I'm a woman. I have friends. I see it. I hear about it. You know it. I know it. It happens. What about, what, what do you say to those women about what that shows about the feeling, their love and feeling for their child that you're so angry that you don't understand the importance of that father in your child's life?
1: When I was nine
2: years old, Tammy in fact my mom claimed that we used to live with my dad. I have no recollection of it. It Must have happened before I could, you know, remember anything. But I remember always having this longing to be with my to be with my father. Always had it. And I remembered like, you know, we knew everyone's phone number who could possibly know my dad's whereabouts. And we would call those numbers until, you know, someone would answer and say something. When I was nine years old, I was looking for my dad and couldn't find him all day long, couldn't find him. And I finally got a hold of my grandmother one Saturday night. And I asked her, have you seen my dad? She said, "Uh, yeah, I saw him early today. I said, oh, he won't pick up the phone. She said, well, your, your dad got married today. And I was like, what? Like, how come I didn't know anything about this? My dad got married, didn't invite us to the wedding, didn't say anything to us about it. And so as time went on, I asked him about it. Well, why didn't you invite us? Like, you know, what kind of, what kind of father does <laughs> invite his kids, you know, to the wedding? And he said, your mother would have never let you come. And I was like, oh, yes, yeah, she would have. But that was speaking as a teenager. As I got older, I started to understand what my dad was saying. It was not going to happen because of the tension between my mother and my father at the time. And my, my mom and my dad, you know, they're not together. they They ended up marrying other people. You know, story goes on. But they have a great relationship today. You know, they, you know, they can at least be cordial and civilized with each other today. They don't hate each other. And even, you know, their spouses, you know, they they all get along. But it took me until then to understand, you know, once I became an adult. And then I'll share something else very personal, too. My mother gets on me all the time now because um, whenever I go home, I always stay at my dad's house. And I stay in my dad's house because my dad has more room. Nothing nothing personal. My dad just has more room. But here's the thing. We spend a lot of time with my with my dad. You know, and my mom gets upset. But here's the thing. My mom did something and and, and again, you know, women, you have to be mindful of this. Whatever you do don't ever say anything negative about the father. Don't, don't do it. Because when children are young, they will take your side. They'll take your side because that's all they know. But as children get older, they start to figure things out. And even if the dad is 100% wrong, when those children start to grow up and get older, just because you try to keep them from their dad, they're going to they're gonna go to their dad. And you're going to be trying to figure out why, well, wait a minute. I raised them. I spent all of the time with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Why are
2: they always with him? Okay. I have a closer relationship with my dad today than I do with my mom. My mom and I have, our relationship is fine, but I'm closer to my dad. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of negative things said about my dad. And see, here's the thing. My mom knows that my mom knows that that man. I don't know that man that she was talking about because that man never showed himself to me. And so, when you do that, now you make yourself look bad because this kid is like, well, why is it that she was saying all these things about my dad? That's not how he is, and maybe he was at one point. I don't know. The best thing for women to do, you know what, you don't have to sit and lie and be fake and be phony. Just don't say anything. And do what I know several women have done. You know what, you will not talk bad about that man. That man is your father. You are here because of that man. Because as the child gets older, they'll see who's who. But I think a lot of times women make that mistake. And they try to keep that relationship between the two from happening. Just let it be. Be honest with your kids, but don't bash anybody because it comes back to bite you. I, I promise it comes back to bite you. Mm.
0: Okay, let me ask you this. So going back to... Um... The first hero, uh, fathers, and I, this is one of the quotes in the pictures that I posted out on the Facebook page, on the event page, fathers are uh, the boys' first hero, and fathers are daughters' love. What, what are your thoughts on that? True, true, one not true?
2: One more time for me.
0: Fathers are um, the young, fathers are, are boys' First hero And fathers are the daughters You know the sons first hero And fathers are daughters first love
2: I think that is I think that is pretty accurate Um, And in my book There's actually something Written that is similar to that and, 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 And that is Parents are Their children's first heroes Before any athlete, any cartoon character, or any video game personality—you are your child's first hero.
1: Hmm.
2: And I also believe, and I can't—and I'll say that it's just general. I won't say that you know it happens one hundred percent of the time, but I really do believe that if nothing else. The first time we are, you know, quote, in love, it's with a woman who is very similar to our mother or it's with a man who's very similar to our father. The first time that we, you know, we we are head over heels with somebody, I do believe that that is true. And, and in general, I won't say in every case, but in general. And this whole do as I say and not as I do, it doesn't really work because kids are audio learners and they are visual learners. And they may refrain from saying and doing certain things in front of you or other grown-ups because they know the consequences, but trust and believe they are repeating what they see. Before your child wanted to be big smalls, they wanted to be you. Before mm. your child wanted to be Rihanna, they wanted to be you. Before your child wanted to be like Mike, they wanted to be like their dad. They wanted to be like their mother. But
0: why do you, you feel they stopped? Why, why would you? Why would you think that? Since they, since you say that, why do you feel? Uh, what makes them lose that wanting to be like their mother or their father? What do what, what you think draws them away from that?
2: I think the lack of time that is spent with the children brings that about. It ends up being these cartoon characters raising the children. It ends up being these reality shows raising the children. And so when more focus, more focus and more attention is put on these celebrities, these personalities It goes from The mother or the father To these people we hear on the radio These people we see on TV Because Mama needs a break So guess what she's going to do She's going to turn the radio on Or she's going to put you in front of the TV Or she's going to send you over to somebody's house And that's what they're going to do with you Because mama needs a break Mama tired And all of these things Or the same thing with dad And I'm not saying that mama don't need a break. But mama don't need a break every day. Mama had you, so mama has to find the time to raise you. And you can always tell, you can always tell tree by the fruited bears. If you've seen the Kevin Durant MVP speech, it was very moving. It was very touching. Why? Because Kevin Durant, appreciate his mother we get a our, our children are are swept away by these personalities because we again we make up all of these excuses as to why we can't raise them time to have them and then it stops Right there We're done And then we go have another one And now the first one is raising the second one I've had kids that tell me They couldn't do their homework Why? Because they're raising Two-year-old brother or sister And they're ten They're eleven But they can't do their homework Little baby is crying at night Guess who has to get up and get the baby They do And I know my 10-year-olds are not having babies, but they have to take care of them. Mm.
0: You are so, so correct. We had a young girl during one of our 901 butterflies, the 901 butterfly meeting, a young girl who expressed that same thing, you know, that... And just think, 14, 15, 16 years old, no kid, um, but they have to take on that responsibility because of the mother and the father's uh, choice, basically. So think about the resentment that that sets in with that child and everything else that they go through um, in, in life. So You're exactly right, and it happens over and over. And so imagine how a child feels if, okay, it's me, I'm the oldest or whatever. Now there's, I got a brother or sister that I'm taking care of. Now mom goes out and does it again, and there's no man here either. There's no father. And then we want to blame the man. One time, yeah. Two times, yeah. But you guys... The older we get, if we miss the first stop sign, that he was not the one. Second stop sign, he's not the one either. We sh- we shouldn't even we shouldn't miss any more stop signs. We should just stop at the stop sign, <laughs> turn around. But these these are the kind of things that our children are going through. They see all this anger expressed um, about someone who is half of them in their eyes. So if you feel that way about them, there's something in me that you may feel the same way about. So that's what all the stuff on Facebook, just yesterday it just bothered me. It just really, really bothered me to see so many negative, negative postings. And it comes from a place of anger whether we want to admit it or not. It comes from a place of of anger uh, with yourself, number one, let's be honest, you gotta start there. You can't lie to yourself. I couldn't lie to myself. I tried. I truly believe first hero first love, I really do. See so much in that Um, There's a few Well just two actually One for mothers and one for fathers And you mentioned uh, A little bit earlier about You know that parents are In your book I think you said you mentioned That parents are are the children's first heroes And this This is uh, a verse that I found I believe it's Proverbs I don't know exactly where But strength this is about mothers Strength and dignity are her Clothing and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and, and he praises her. Many women have done excellent but you surpassed them all. And so are we that type of woman? Do we do we have that husband so he could be that father? Or going back to the song I started this out with, do we feel like we're just out there on the ocean and our ship has sailed away, so we wave at every ship that passed by because you just might be the one that's came, that came back in. But if you're not, Then I'm going to be angry with you Because I let you Get me another baby And you walked away And now next year You're going to be one of those deadbeat fathers That I post about It's not my fault It's your fault Because I let your your ship sail In my life I didn't guard my heart And all the signs Were there And that's another thing you know we want to act like we don't know we didn't know but the most part you and it's very rarely I'll say always but you guys the signs are there whether we reason with the signs or not the signs are there cuz we carry we carry the baby 9 months we ha we, we we know that it's going to be I, I remember that uh saying daddy's Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Have you ever heard that saying, Rodney? <laughs> That's an old one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: have. <laughs> you know, and so, and and I, I, I it's an alarming number of, of um, males who are taking, you know, having these paternity tests done, and a lot of males are not the fathers. So all, I mean, all this, there's a Isn't lot. It's sad there's, that
2: we have. Isn't it sad that we have a talk show about whether or not these babies belong to these men? This is the garbage that we have to look at on TV.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Who 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 does this baby belong to? And, and I don't know how real this show is or not, but it should not even be a show. But again, the producers know. Oh we could put this garbage on TV Somebody's going to watch it. And then guess what They're going to post about it
1: hmm.
2: last, last week Tammy We put it out there On social media We were trying to Put our kids out there And all the wonderful things that they were doing We had A little girl that you brought on A gentleman that I brought on And maybe one other person said something to me. That was it. We don't wanna talk about we don't wanna talk about the good things our kids are doing. But then you well, know, I turned around and people are like, Oh, my baby's graduate and I'm like, Well, why did not you say something to us?
0: Yeah. But but let's line ten single males up, give them a few dollars. Man now they don't even matter about the wallet anymore. They just want somebody. But let's let's have a show on ten single bachelors. The lines mm-hmm. would blow up. They would take off work, probably go buy an outfit and sit in front of the computer and hope <laughs> that the bachelors can see them. I'm serious. Y'all. I'm just I'm just keeping it real tonight, you guys. And I'm it, telling you because I've been there. I come from a place of brokenness.
1: It goes back to.
2: It goes back to one of my favorite scriptures, and that is don't be conformed to this world, Mm -hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Just because everyone around you is miserable, you don't have to be miserable. Just because everyone else around you is complaining, You don't have to be that way. Just because you come from a family line of broken relationships doesn't mean yours has to be that way. Be the first person who went to college. Be the first person to graduate. Be the first person to get married and then have kids. Change the cycle. We accept things and say, oh, it's just a generational curse. Really?
0: Yeah, nobody's so doing just, that anymore. Nobody's getting married. That's what they, you know, nobody's getting married and then having kids and and looking forward to grandkids and sharing them together at Christmas and nobody, yeah, that's what, nobody's doing that anymore. That's what that's what society is. You know, and, and, and that
2: and that was one of and, and that was my biggest reason, my biggest motivation for writing "Tired of Being Black."
0: Tired of being black. Yep.
2: That that because. I don't doubt that racism still exists. I don't doubt that. I've seen it. Still see it. But here's my thing. Outside of racism, we are doing more harm to ourselves and each other as black people than any other race is doing to us. Racism takes two people. It only takes one person to use the N-word. It only takes one person to sag his pants. That's all it takes. We have to do a better job of being better people. We have to get away from, you know what, our president with a single mother, the president of the United States, single-parent home, president of the United States, Michael Phelps, Yeah, he got in trouble with all the weed and stuff. But this man is, you know, an historic Olympic swimmer. Set a record a few years ago. Single-parent household. Why is it that our kids can't do great things just because they come from a single household? And how are we ever going to change this cycle if we keep promoting it? Same thing we talked about about a month ago, Tammy. We're trying to defeat an, an enemy that we're supporting. We're trying to defeat an enemy that we're showing our every move. It's like playing spades, and before the game, you put your hand down on the table and say, "Okay, everybody, take a take two minutes, look at what I got," and then you pick your hand back up. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Your children will be okay just because there's no no man there. They will be fine. They'll be all right. How about making sure that your children can read? If they're in second grade, they can read on the second grade level. If they're in eighth grade, they can read on the eighth grade level. We don't have to make excuses. We don't have to beat uh, beat, beat ourselves up, beat our children up. We don't have to do that.
0: Just well, let's take a caller. We, sure. we have a we have a caller. Let's just us see. Uh, let's oh, get you, the view of, you one know of I our love calls. callers. <laughs> I do too. I'm glad someone has pushed the button. It just takes one to start, and then everybody else follows. So I'm glad that this person is taking the lead, and we're pulling in from 901 area code with the last four digits of 0075. Caller, thank you, and you're on the air with us.
3: Good evening. Good evening. How y'all How y'all doing tonight? We're great. How are you? Doing good. This is Big Dad Aries from the Spices of Life.
0: Hey, how are you?
3: How you doing, Tammy? You guys are having a great conversation going, so I had to jump in.
0: Um, Rodney saved you tonight Let let me say this real quick Rodney saved you tonight Because I wasn't sure he was going to be on with me I came so close earlier to to sending you a message Can you do the show with me tonight But Rodney saved you (laughs) Well
3: well, I always remember Big Dad is a telephone call away (laughs) (laughs) But I'm enjoying the conversation man And and like uh, what you was just saying About uh, single parents You know for one thing as black people we make too many excuses like you say. Uh the, the white man didn't do this or we can't get of that you know, it's just too many excuses. And a lot of it's a lot of successful uh black men uh, that was raised by single parents that, that is, uh that have been successful, like P. Diddy, uh Bill Cosby, uh Jeremy Foxx. Jimmy Fox mama and dad abandoned him, and uh, you know you just you know you ain't no excuse. You can do what you want to do if you put your mind to it. And also, uh, as far as kids, you know, so many uh, parents bring take things out on their kids that they that the father did. As children, you don't pick your parents. So mo- mothers got to quit talking bad about their the dad that wasn't there and this and that and. And making that child feel miserable about a lot of things because they're going to affect them later on in life. I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah. So. I agree. Why? Why do you think? I don't know how long you've been been on, but why? Did, why? Um. Why do you feel that there was so? Well, I don't know. Did you see the postings on Facebook yesterday? Did you see some of the fathers' post postings on Facebook yesterday? And since you brought up the 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 black parents and so forth. You guys, I'm on, I, I saw very few, um, I don't think I saw any negative comments. I didn't personally see any from uh, other races
3: that yeah. said, well, you, you know, they
0: were just simple like, happy Father's Day, da-da-da-da-da.
3: Well, I've I seen some negative posts in Fires. Uh, one guy was talking about how, uh, you know, mothers want to be, how people are saying happy Father's Day to mothers. You know and a, and a mother can't be no father; she can do all she can for the for the for the son, but she can't be no father to' him. No, in no no form of fashion can she be a mother, a father so I've seen some comments about that on facebook but I mean that, that's basically what I've seen that uh I didn't see a lot of negativity, negativity either yesterday
1: mm-hmm. okay because
3: you know whether you're a single mom raising a son, you just need a strong their the son need a, a male role model in his life, some kind of form of fashion. It could be an uncle. It could be a, a coach, a pastor. It could be somebody that he feels comfortable with that can instill can to him some things that a, a man needs to do. It just brings balance to his life.
0: Mm. Hmm. Rodney, anything? I
2: think to add to what he's saying, and thank you so much for calling in, I think to add to what he's saying, too, um, you know, uh, he, uh, he he mentioned that um, you know the, the kids don't get to pick um, who their parents are, and that is so very true. And I think you know because it is so simple, it's so easy for us to forget that we we have no control over who our parents are. But here's the thing. But but here's what I want to throw out there. The, the these women who are always bad mouthing these men. Well, let's let's take a look at this. If if you go out and you pick some fruit off the tree, and every time you pick fruit off the tree, is bad. Something wrong with you that you keep picking bad fruit from this bad tree. At some point, you should say to yourself. I need to start picking fruit from this tree. Correct? Well,
3: Let me jump in right now. Let me Go say ahead. this right here, real quick. Go ahead. You know, you always hear about he a dead be dead, right? You hear that all the time. It's very common. You,
2: look, look we're on the same page. Go ahead.
3: But how many times have you, you know, in your neighborhood or when you was going to school, you can take a Betty or a Susan or Angel, whoever it might be, that was messing with every guy that said she looked nice. She uh she sleep
2: they Think thank
4: it didn't
3: happen? You know what I'm saying, you know you know, we, we all know some lady that was really loose and messing with every guy, sleeping with every guy. She had a child. Yep. But to be honest, the child might not know but uh the mama wasn't no good. Yeah. How can you tell a but, child, man, your mama wasn't about nothing uh money this but nobody don't want to talk about that or admit that because all these baby daddies really got a uh, situation. It might be a story behind it. Like you take T- Terrell Owen, uh, for instance. His dad lived across the street from his mama and grandmama. The mama was sneaking over there, sleeping with the neighbor, and, and T.O. Uh, wanted to lock this little girl across the street, but he can't mess with it because it's his sister. But the mama was trying to protect him, the dad. Instead of her son, so you know it's just it just a situation, man. You know all the time it ain't about the the dad, the mom wasn't no good. That that, is, that that
2: that is true, and, and to add to that, what does it say about these women who keep laying down with these no good men? Yeah. We 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 want to we want to attack the men. We want to we want to beat the men up. We want to say they're no good. You know, your daddy won't nothing. We want we, we want to do all of that. However, somebody is making sure that these men keep having children. Right. So what does it say about you that you now have three children? By this deadbeat man, what is it about you that keeps attracting these no-good men? And I understand, you know, I, I do understand that, you know, there are men and women who don't need to be mothers or fathers, men and women who don't need to be in relationships. I get that. And sometimes you have to go through, you know, whatever you've got to go through. But, you know, Who are you that you keep saying, oh, well, this is all right. Well, this is cool. And you you know that this man doesn't have a job. You know that this man is married. You know that this man has three other kids that he's not taking care of. Right. But you're laying down with him, and it's okay. But then the moment, you know, he's not doing for your child, you want to blast him on social media and you want to talk about them at the family family reunion? Right. You how knew he you was
1: no good before you, you messed with
3: him. Right. How can you keep bumping your head to the, with the same brick or getting hit in the head with the same left hook? You ain't got no sense to duck? <laughs> you know, is you know, crazy.
1: And, and, here,
2: and here's another thing that bothers me. Here's another thing that bothers me. Tammy, you know how you saw all of those posts on Facebook yesterday, right?
1: hmm
2: Well, I guarantee you, guarantee you, and this is just from my personal experience. Y'all can stop me whenever I'm wrong. But how many of those women have had an opportunity to have a nice man? How many of those women have had a decent man and good people? How many times has that happened? Because I hear women dogging men all the time, but as soon as they get a decent man, oh, he's too nice. He
1: too he's too
2: nice. Not he's not hardcore enough. I need I need he's, some thrill he, in he, my he, life. I need some action in my life.
0: He's soft.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. He's
0: soft. Okay. Well, let's let's ask. Let's let me go. Okay. Stop there for a second. And we have another call And, caller. Um, we're gonna pull you in just a second. Okay. Um, let,
3: let, but go ahead, Tammy. I just wanted to call in okay. and let you guys know. Okay, thank you know, for so. listening
0: in, okay?
3: Okay. All right. All right.
0: Thank you. Right. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Well, let's. I'll tell you what. Let me write that down. I'm going to pull our caller in. We're pulling in from 901 area code with the last four digits of 1801. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling in.
4: How you doing? Hey, Miss Tammy, this is Toria. Just calling Hi, in. Hi,
0: Toria. How are you? <laughs>
4: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Good, good thank you for calling in
4: no problem. I wanted to uh speak on it uh what he what the other man on the other other line was speaking about how women they uh they'll go out and pick a bad fruit and then keep going out and picking bad fruit like i'm i'm twenty one so I'm part of like the younger generation and I realize like just from personal experiences that women they don't. I, I feel like women in my generation they don't understand their worth. Like they don't. They don't know how much they really are worth. Like they. They kind of settle for less or set. Uh, cut themselves short when it comes to looking for another person or, or looking for another man. They kind of just like settle for whatever comes their way, even though they know that the person they with gonna do them wrong or they are gonna do them, treat them like dirt. They still tend to flock to that person. And, like, uh, they were also saying that uh, women tend to say, oh, man, he's too nice. Or he – typically the nice guys get looked at as a friend. Like, they are typically put in a friend zone, at least for me in my situation. I know this. Like, the nice guy never wins. Like, and it it becomes a cycle. Like, if you think about it, you got the woman who gets dogged out by the by the the low down the low down dude, you know. So he, she ends up turning into like one of those low down women who ends up meeting a a good guy, but treating him wrong. So then the good guy ends up turning into a low down dude, and the cycle continues because people keep getting hurt. And when you end up getting hurt, and you keep getting hurt, and you keep getting hurt, you tend to start closing closing everything in. Like you tend to. You tend to put up a wall, and you tend to kind of get a little like emotionally detached. Like young guys my age, it's more it's more so how many girls can I get, or how many girls can I can I sleep with, rather than let me find a good girl out there and let me settle down and try to get to know this girl. It's it's more of a game out here now, and the 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 good guys they tend to just be like well. Being good ain't working, so let me go ahead and start acting like I don't care about these women, which in reality isn't the way it should be. I think women need to just like women need to they need to get themselves a chance they shouldn't they shouldn't have a a certain group of people that they they look at they should broaden their broaden their choices. 'Cause you, you could have Mr. Right right in front of your face but you're blind because you're looking at Mr. Wrong or Mr. right now instead of thinking about the future. And thinking about a guy who treats you the right way is how you how you normally used to being treated.
0: Okay, I have a question. I'm so glad that I saved that. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my question or my comment. Let's 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 go back to picking the bad fruit and, and dodging the left hook and all that stuff, the bad guys. How much of this bad pick, fruit picking, dodging, da 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 da, how much of this steers from the effects of the absentee father or love? Because young girls, as as young as eleven, ten, eleven, twelve, and we can we can we can argue that they should not be trying to engage in in relationship and this kind of thing at that age. Anyway, we got to look over that because they are. But even at this age they are picking the, they call it the guy with the swag. The, they they want the bad boy is more uh, appealing, attractive to them. So how much of this, in your opinion, do you feel that this is, some of this has to do with um, that void, that first love, the, the, the void of that first love? How much and why? Either one of you.
4: In my opinion. In my opinion, I feel like it has a it, it has a good amount of you know it it plays a it plays its own role in how women grow up because like even if they do have a, a father a father figure or they have a father in their life you know nine times or eight times out of ten their father ain't living with them or the mom and the dad and split up so she really isn't in that that uh, house that together household where she got the mom and she got the dad and she sees what she should strive for in the future and a lot of the times like fathers they're they not really being the fathers that they should be they kind of being the bare minimum father like they will they'll make sure that the kid got you know clothes on their back or they'll make sure that the kid can eat but they're not trying to teach them they're not trying to mold them into a, a, a young adult they're just like going through the motions so I feel like you know, that void of a father, even that that lack of a great father definitely does play a, a role in how we, women and men treat the opposite sex. Because if a, if a man grew up in a relation, I mean, if a man grew up in a household where he started seeing a dad dog his mama out or he started seeing a dad with a new girlfriend every other month or whatever the case may be, he's going to think to himself, man, that's how a man should be. That's how. That's how I need to. Do, that's how I need to do it. I need to try to get as many women as I can live free for as long as I can. And if a woman grows up in a household where she sees her mama steady crying because this man the dogged her out or this man treated her wrong, if you around all that negativity, you kind of gonna soak it in and absorb it. Especially at a young age, you are gonna think, Well, maybe this is. Maybe this is right. Maybe since this is all I know, this is what I should strive for. This is what I should go for. So, I mean, it plays a toll. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, Rodney?
2: Um, I I agree with him 100%, but I I will say this. I think at some point, at some point, we all have to take responsibility for the decisions that we make. We all have to take responsibility for our actions at some point. Um, It's hard to do that when your foundation is not strong. But, again, you know, at some point, you have to be willing to to take it on yourself. Um, I didn't have um, the greatest childhood or the ideal childhood. Let me put it that way. I didn't have the ideal childhood. But guess what? In my mind, I have to have a better life than the life that I had as a child. Why? Because at some point, I would love to have my own family. And what I'm not about to do is keep this going. My family, uh, my parents, um, you know, they didn't go to college. My mom dropped out of, uh, out of school, in high school. You know, so my parents, you know, they don't have, you know, all of these degrees and everything. Um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. We live in in bad neighborhoods, but 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 guess what? I don't want my I don't want my children to grow up like that. So because of that, I had to make a decision that if I want a different life, one I have to have a different mindset. Parents had. Two. I have to put things into perspective. I have to look at this and I have to be realistic. Now, how I grew up, it, it 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 is a part of who I am. Doesn't mean that I have to lose the things that I've learned, but I should take those things and use them to make me a better person. Mm-hmm. The thing, the issues that I had with my dad. Guess what? My dad and I squashed those things a long time ago. And and here's the thing, and here's the thing, and this just came to my mind. My, came to my mind when I said that, Tammy. Do you know I was holding a grudge, my father, for 19 years. First 19 years of my life, I was holding a grudge against my father. When I brought it up to my dad, guess what he said? I had no idea that I was even doing those things. He had no idea. So I'm walking around mad at him, and he had no idea that he was even treating me the way that he was. And after that, guess what? He became more conscious of it. And our relationship was fine ever since. We're walking around upset and mad with people and blaming things on people and making up all these excuses and feel sorry, feeling sorry for ourselves and for our children. Guess what? You're not helping the situation. And these people that you are so angry with Like my pastor said a long time ago, they don't know that you're mad and they don't even care that you're mad. You're the one who's carrying that to bed with you every night. night. You're the one that can't sleep at night because it's on your mind. You're the one that has to wake up with it on your mind again and it's with you all day long. Let these things go. At some point, someone, and if you're listening to this show tonight, guess what, this is your time. At some point, no matter what you've had to deal with, no matter what you've been taught, at some point, someone is going to offer you something different. It's up to you to take it. Your foundation may be all messed up, but it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Learn to forgive yourselves, and there are certain things that God just gave us naturally And when things aren't right, we know that they're not right. We have to stop being afraid to let them go.
0: And, and, you know, stop being afraid to acknowledge and take responsibility. I love, there's no greater way to say what you said about being, no matter what, I mean, we all have come from something that we don't like and wish were different, but you have to think about, you visiting that tree and you either continuing to pick that same thing or do that same thing or you're picking that same fruit, messed up bad fruit from the same tree when you know there's there 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 are healthy fruit, there are better fruit on that tree. But to you those are not um as appealing or interesting. That says a lot about the eye your eye mm-hmm. you the one who's picking so i mean that that was powerful that you are the one going back to that same thing back to that dysfunction back to that bondage you are the one that are, that, that is returning choosing to return and that anger that inability to hold yourself accountable keeps you stuck Keeps you stuck, yes. and we did the show. Are you are you stuck in a rut? It keeps you there. Keeps you there.
2: Yeah.
0: So Torian, but, but, you know, thank you. No, I'm sorry. No, I was I was Torian still on with us. Torian, did you have any other anything else to share? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it when you call in because you just it just makes my day because you've always been so quiet and reserved. I can't believe you call in and talk.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, so, ma'am, I, I don't have anything else.
0: Okay, okay thank you so All much right. For thank me. you so much. I hope you keep listening and, and uh select the number one as you go out so if you want to come back in we'll know to pull you back in. So push one and when we when we take you out of queue, okay?
1: Okay.
0: Oh thank you. Okay. Um I do want to share um there are a few things too I, I think you guys for our listeners, you know, for your Bible readers Search your Bible about what uh, what the Word says to fathers. There are specific things that says fathers do this. Fathers, it calls out, and, and mothers as well. It, they're, they're, they are specific. So study that for both roles, for both of them. I want to kind of switch the, the script here a little bit. We've been... Probably really hard on the women, and 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 only because we need to grow, women. We, we what we do, how we do it, is so important. Just as as fathers as well. But I want to share, and I've read this a few times. I'm going to go up a little bit more um, on this, but this comes from God, chicks, and the men they love. A great, 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 great book. Holly and Philip Wagner. It's actually a husband and and wife team. And pretty soon pretty soon a friend of mine, she and I are gonna to get together and we're gonna do a um a book club on this, so to speak, and we're gonna kinda of read and, and meet up uh at a, a location all together, uh, maybe have some soup and coffee or tea or whatever and talk about each chapter. And what I love about this book, Holly, the wife, you know how we are, we are talkers. So she has all these pages each chapter, and then Philip, her husband, comes back with one little page and sums what she said up in her chapter, all her pages. But this is, um, I'm going to go back up to the top a little bit, and it's thoughts from Philip. Uh, Women are a gift to the human race, but humanity has a way of mistreating the gifts given to us. Women are a secret weapon and the keys to fully enjoying life. They have become God's secret weapon. God chicks. Women who love God recognize their own worth as a treasure and sense a calling to make a difference in the world. And I'm going to skip down a little bit here. It says, and this is one you've heard on here previously probably many times, Women flourish when they are honored and empowered by the men in their world. Men often don't realize the impact they have on a woman's soul. Dads underestimate their mark on their daughters. Brothers underestimate their influence on their sisters. Boyfriends are often oblivious to the marks that will remain on the souls of the girls they date. And husbands don't realize the importance of their touch in the heart of their wives. A woman's skin is ten times more sensitive to touch than a, man, than a man's. And so that's what I want to put the script a little bit about. Because men, just because women allow you to do it, doesn't get you off the hook that you do it. And I want to bring it back kind of that direction, Rodney, and, and kind let's pick on the men a little bit. <laughs> so... If that's 'cause some people might think it was a little bit hard, but that's okay. Let's see, let's let's just kinda of go there for a minute because again, just because women are, are available in there and I, that's why I have so much respect for men who are saying, you know what, I just I just don't want it no more. I'm just tired. I'm just done. It takes a lot, you know, to say that. And to, to and to do that as a man. So um, what are your thoughts on that on what I just read?
2: Well, I think that. Well, let let's let's back up a little bit. Um, one of the things that that uh, my former pastor, when he used to deal with men and, and women, especially husbands husbands and wives, he would always start in Genesis, and he would and he would talk about um, how when God, you know, created Eve. Um, he said, "Let her be a help meet to him," and it's uh, and he noted how meet in the book of Genesis was spelled M E E T, and he said that's the way God intended for it to be M E E T, meaning you come together, you work together, you meet. You know, um, there's a joining there. However, most men treat their women like M-E-A-T. And he said the problem with that is M-E-A-T is only good to you when it is dead. (laughs) And and I think that is very true for the people who are are in those positions. Um, Not you know, the, the the men who are running out on their families or, the you know, the women who are, you know, are so angry or being, you know, are, are displaying their bitterness. But in other situations, I think that we have women who are not only intimidated to let men be men, but I think that we have men who are intimidated to let women be women. And I think that because we've gotten so far away from God's word, we are confused. We've gotten so caught up and so wrapped up into this world that we are confused. We no longer want a relationship where two people are working together, where two people are using what God gave them naturally, nothing else, but just naturally. We're not even using those things to make our families work, and because we've gotten away from those things, because we don't know how powerful a man is, relationships can't work. Because we don't know how powerful a woman is, relationships can't work. And, you know, I love the scripture about the virtuous woman. Love it. The reason being, I think it pretty much sums up the power of a woman, the things that she does, she doesn't have to be doing things to be seen. She doesn't have to walk around talking about how independent she is. She doesn't have to walk, about, walk walk around bragging about the money that she has. Women are powerful enough because, believe it or not, yes, men are looked at, you know, as the protectors and the providers, but guess what? Women keep families together.
1: All right.
2: Women make sure that everyone Women do that Women will make sure Like women will cook dinner And then they won't even eat But they'll make sure everyone else is eating And even if you know they're tired Get it done You know And I just I think that, you know, going back to what you said, we need to start going back and reading these things in the Bible. I I don't care if you're an atheist. If you at least, you know, try to live by the things in the Bible, you can have a decent life. You can have an okay life if you at least, you know, try to live by them. But I think that we are powerful. Like Mary Ann Williams said in that poem, we are powerful beyond measure, and I think that we're afraid of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I think that if we just learn to accept, you know what? I'm a woman. You know what? I'm a man. You know what? I'm a child of God. You know what? I'm this. If we learn to accept those things instead of accepting, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm a deadbeat. If we learn to accept the fact that God made us wonderful people no matter what our talents are. We just learn to accept those things. We can have great families, our children will be blessed. We can have these things. We don't have to get divorced because everyone else is divorced. We don't have to be upset because everyone else is upset. We don't have to be in poverty because our parents and our grandparents were in poverty. We don't have to to live like that, but we don't understand the power we were born with.
0: Why do you feel so many people are afraid of uh, have that fear um, of going of not having to own what we come from, where we come from, of wanting both more and feeling that they deserve more? Like, you know, did I ask that right? Where do you where do you mm-hmm. is that natural or just do you think a lot of that comes from the choices that we've Made as parents and and being conformed to this world, as you brought up that that verse.
2: I think I think it all goes back to that. We have learned to just conform to this world, and here's the thing. It goes back to way back to slavery. Slaves didn't stay enslaved because they wanted to be enslaved. They stayed enslaved as a means of survival. They were afraid to fight back because of where they were mentally. It has never happened to me, but when when you are when you are very close to your family and you know as a child at twelve, thirteen, fourteen someone takes you away or takes your child away. I think psychologically it does some some serious harm to you. And I think that we we've even back then until now we have just become a group of people that so that I can survive even if it means I have to give up my dignity. I'm going to do that because I have to make sure that I survive. You know, like I was saying, you know, a month ago, you know, whenever that Donald Sterling issue came up in the NBA, you know, people were saying, oh, well, you know, these guys can't really protest. They can't really speak up because, you know, this is their job. This is their livelihood. they have to, You know, this is how they feed their families. You know what? I can't speak for them. But here's what I will say. There were a number of people who bled and died who were spit on, who were beaten, who were hung because of these very same things. So you mean to tell me these people can give up their life, but these people can't call up a paycheck? Wow. it's all about it's all up it's all about survival. We don't know how to fight anymore. And you know,
0: Ryan, we you were, bring up a good point with uh, talking about slavery, and it made me think about Frederick Douglass, who has become one of my favorite, favorite people to just kind of sit around and study. I love the quotes. And about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I was at uh, lunch. We took lunch, and and for those of you, the Soul Sisters, I was with my Soul Sister. We attended uh, the Soul Sisters event, which was about connecting women of a different race to uh, befriend one another, and then they spend you know a month, you know the few months together for lunch or whatever they choose to do. And so my soul sister and I, we've been going regularly, and we decided to go to the park. And we were having a discussion about the event and many other things. And she said to me uh, that you are Frederick Douglass Republican, and I thought, what is that? And so. <laughs> She sent, man, of course, because Frederick, it it struck me even more because Frederick Douglass I I absolutely love. And there's so many quotes. Um, I understand as I went back, actually I went back Sunday, a little bit Friday night and then again Sunday and kind of read, um, they have a website, Frederick Douglass Republican, and they have the website and, uh, you know, lots of information on there about Frederick Douglass. But I want to just ask, for well, if you are, study, study Frederick Douglass. Because let, let's look at his life and the things that happened to him and the tenacity that he, that he kept and had within him to not just be free, but to progress, to move beyond that freedom and do life. And his quotes are some of the most thought-provoking quotes that I have ever come across, particularly when you, when you think about, when you read his, his story, when you read his biography, his books about his life and how, what he went through just to be able to read. And, and, and Rodney, I think it was you that said our ancestors and people fought back then to be able to read, and now we have to force kids to want to learn how to read or we take, that, such, that we take it so lightly. Yeah, you know, and people fought to be able to sit down at the front of the bus or front of any place, and our kids and many others just go straight to the back. They want to go to the back. And, and society, we have just conformed. To this world we've given society too much control over our lives They make choices for us They tell us how to think, when to think, when to be angry What story not to like, what story we need to like You know, even even today And I don't know if you've heard about this, Rodney But I I finally went out and looked at uh, the Views episode online Because I kept hearing or seeing this about uh, Terry Crews Making some comment on the View. About fathers and Father's Day, and I thought, okay well, what could he i'm i'm okay fan of his. I like a couple of the shows, and so I thought, what did he say and looked it up today, and basically he's he's saying what we're saying that kids need their fathers, and there's certain roles that fathers have that we as mothers just cannot give. Yes, we can love, we can we can provide, we can do these things, but there are certain things a child, male and female, need from a father that we just can't can't give. And I, I, I stand corrected because I used to think just the opposite. Oh, yeah, I did. Just as good, I can. No, I didn't, and I can't. And that's what, <laughs> so if you didn't hear about that story, you guys Google that, and they made such a ruckus about, what he said, and it was nothing. It was nothing, and basically, I think Jenny, the one on there, said, "Oh no, she could do just as good, or something." I'm not sure, and I'm, I may have that one wrong as to which one commented back saying that I can do whatever my father can do, um, which is another another issue. There, we as women want to take on these roles as as males or the roles that a male. Should have, and then we want these same males and men to treat us like women, or look at us in the same way. And and even that is not biblical.
2: Sammy, I I, I think what you just said is is very powerful, and what men and women have to realize: you have to pick one and. Either you're going to be that woman who wants to be viewed as the woman and the man, or you're going to be the woman who wants to be viewed as the woman, or you're going to be the woman who wants to be viewed as the man. You have to pick one. You can't, you can't play different roles. You can't, you know, you, you, you can't on one hand say, you know, I can do everything that a man can do. Guess what? No man wants you then. If, why, why do I want to be in a relationship with you if you're going to be the man and the woman? I don't I don't want to be in a relationship with you because you're trying to play too many roles. One of us has to be the man and one of us has to be the woman. W- which one are you going to be? One of us has to be the mother and one of us has to be the father. You know, I don't show up at work saying I want to be the teacher and the principal. I can't do both. I can't do both. I don't want to be the principal, not right now. But, you know, I don't I, I don't want to be the principal. I want to show up every day and I want to teach because right now that is my role. I don't want to, I don't want to play both. You know, I was, you know, I I was having this conversation with somebody, you know, before, you know, they, they were upset. Well, you know, you know, everyone looks at me to be this, be that. And I said, you know what? It's because you, you want to be that. You keep trying to play all of these roles. Tell people no. Right. Tell people this is my position. This is my job. This is my job description if you have to go that far. But stop trying to take on all of these roles and then you complain
0: about them. Even that is a form of sickness and dysfunction. Uh, boy, y'all going to think I'm really crazy, but that was me too. I mean, you, you just try, you, you try to get something. And that's why it's so important, you guys, to figure out who you are. Stop letting everybody in your heart and in your space. And I'm going to say that clean it. I'm, I'm saying that but but think about what I'm really saying cuz we have we have babies listening too however stop it because all you're doing is adding you're adding the hurt you're adding the pain you're adding the rejection you're adding sometimes another baby and so we we do we have to look at you know it's easy to say don't judge but but when, when something is wrong, it's just wrong. And see, we've been played with that as well. It's okay to see something and think something is wrong and have an opinion about that and share it, just as you talked about with your father. Your father is saying, I didn't, I didn't know that I was doing that. Because we walk around and we don't talk, communicate effectively with the people, especially that have have such an influence on our lives or in our lives. So we got to start communicating. we got to start guarding our heart. We've got to start being honest with ourselves about the choices that we have made and that have led us down a road that we never wanted to be on. But why keep going down a road that you know is not getting you where you want to go? To make that so visual, you're driving your car and you realize, I'm going the wrong way. This will never get me here. But you keep driving. You keep driving. You never turn around why why does that not that that visual effect why does that not make sense in life when we have picked the road that maybe our parents picked or our grand whatever and we know that it's not what we want and it's not fulfilling to our lives why why are we so I'm afraid of <laughs> the light change
2: I am so glad you circled back around to that I was hoping that you would because i was trying to, I was sitting here trying to remember. Uh, what, what you were saying before So I'm glad that you circled back around to that Because here's my theory on that Tammy mm-hmm. The reason why we are afraid the, the reason why we're Why we Fall victim to peer pressure More than we think that we do And the reason why we're afraid of education Is because we know That if we Become educated We are now force, self-reflect, self-evaluate, and change. So, therefore, we go along with whatever we've been told. We go along with whatever we're used to. Because if you educate me, guess what? Now I have a responsibility to myself and to those around me. I have to make some decisions. And I may have to unlearn something that I've that I learned that I've been practicing all my life if I become educated. So we'd rather be ignorant. We know that we we might know that if you start in Virginia and you hop on Interstate ninety five, which only runs down the east coast from Maine to Florida. Runs top <laughs> to bottom. We know We're never going to get to California on Interstate 95. It's just not possible. We know this. But guess what? I'm going to feel a whole lot better on 95. I'm comfortable on 95 because that's what I'm used to. And if I get off 95, that means that I have to admit that I was wrong. And I don't want to admit that I was wrong. So guess what? I'd rather stay here and I'd rather be wrong, driving up and down Interstate 95 so that I don't ever have to admit that I'm wrong. Guess what? You're silly. Because at some point, if you want to get to California, you have to take a different route. Yes, yes. We have to stop being afraid of Education. We have to stop being afraid of change. We have to stop being those people that get on social media talking about all of these haters and how we don't care about what people think of us, but yet we do everything that implies that we care about what people have to say about us. We have to stop being those people. If you don't care about what people have to say about you, then tell me who you really are. Tell me when was the last time you did something that you knew people were going to disagree with you. You knew people were going to stop talking to you. You knew people were going to have a problem with it, and you went through it anyway. Tell me when was the last time you did that. Because if you really want to know who's on your side, that's all you got to do. Do something that people don't, do, that people don't agree with. You'll find out who's really for you. You'll find out who's really on your side. And see, a lot of times we're afraid to find out who's not on our side. So we're, you know, well, oh, I'm just going to stay right here. Well, you know, what you're saying, it makes sense. Okay, so why aren't you doing anything about it? Well, you know, we're afraid. We're afraid that mama going to have a problem with it. We're afraid that, you know, this dude over here going to have a problem with it. We're, we're afraid of these things. But yet we want to change. Yet we say, you know, I'm not worried about these haters. Really, because everything you do says that you're worried about these haters. You know why everybody, you know, dragging on Mondays and has an issue with Mondays? Why? Because everybody else has a problem with it. All you see all day long on Mondays, oh, I hate the fact that it's Monday. Oh. So everybody just jumps on the bag like, Hmm. You know, and then, it, it, and I'm at work, and me being the clown that I am, you know, because I I really don't care, you know, I, I'm the same person every day, and so people get thrown off when they, you know, when they say something to me about Monday, and I'm like, this is actually my favorite day of the week. Like I have the most energy on Monday. I'm sorry, you know, you know, I'm I'm burnt out on Friday. At least on Monday I'm well rested because I had Saturday and Sunday to recuperate from that long week last week, you know, and people are just throwing up and like, why are you smiling? It's Monday. I don't care what day it is. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy I have a job. I'm happy that I'm breathing, it, you know. And not only do I have a job, I have a job that I consider to be fine. No, it doesn't pay a whole lot of money compared to what some other people make, but it's what I want to be doing. But we're afraid. We're afraid. And we have to stop being afraid. Because when you go to bed at night, unless you're married, for the most part, there's only one person underneath your covers. And that's all that matters. And that's where I look at life anyway. All that matters, who's who's under your cover when you go to bed at night? If it's just you, then that's all that matters because you have to sleep with whatever decisions you make. If you're married, then it's just you and your spouse because y'all are one anyway. Get away from this, you know, find out what it is that you really like, what you are really about. Find out these things. If you're angry, why are you angry?
1: Exactly.
2: Why are you mad? Exactly.
0: And, and you know, what what you make me think about, and I think we talked about the last show, too, um, Erica Murray's book, The CEO to the Power of You, another great, great read, you guys. Um, In that book, she talks about basically who are you. You You're one person at church. You're one person at work. You're one person at home. And so on. You get the picture so much so until even you don't know who to be anymore. You don't you don't know who you are. And I bring that back to character. Character is knowing so, knowing who you are so much so that you're not moved by circumstances and situations. You know what you will do in this situation because of who you are and your character. You know what you will do around this person, it doesn't matter because you or who you are And you know that Brings me to a Frederick Douglass quote Find out just What any people will quietly submit to Quietly now Submit to And you have the measure Of the injustice and wrong Which will be imposed on them Think about that And I promise you If, this, if you just If you want to change your mindset You know I see so much posting on Facebook I took Facebook off of my, my, my cell phone um and i i wish i could find a way to take me off of it but i i got to got to keep it because i i really want to continue to do what i'm doing and for people who do listen from there uh to be a part of it, the, the few that do listen most of my people are not from facebook um and we probably know why however there's so much posting on there just so much about stuff that really does not bring value not even to the pe- person that's posting or anybody else. You see people driving in cars. It infuriates me so badly when I see people, and these are not just our young people. They are driving with the phone in their hand. And you can, you can about bet they are Facebooking you know, or trying to see that timeline or who's posted on their stats. And these are parents, mothers, fathers, grandparents. So what are we doing? And yet we are the same people who are knocking the doors down on Sunday. Glory, hallelujah. The same people. What 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 are we doing? And you think our children don't see that? You think again they don't see the posting that you post about their mother or their father? I saw a posting that was brought to my attention last night. I I wouldn't even repeat it and this was a mother who put these words on well, a friend supposedly at the end, hacked her page and put these words on her page, knowing that she is a mother. Even if she wasn't, we we're sick. And if you're okay with traveling down that road and like Rodney said, you lay down at night with you, you look in the mirror because the one person you cannot lie to on this side of the earth is yourself. You can make it all look good. You can you can, you can can fix the words on Facebook. You can dress it up on the outside. But you know that you don't like the view that you see traveling down 95, headed somewhere else. You know you're going the wrong direction. You know you don't like the feeling. You know you want more. You know you want more for your children. You know that you keep going to that tree, picking the same bad fruit. You know this. So you choose, and again, not to beat up on mothers, not to beat up on fathers. It's to get you to think, what am I doing? What do I believe in? Do I truly believe that there is life after death? And if it is, is what I'm doing, will it get me there? If you do believe and if you let society tell you, tell you over and over and over again that you can do what you want and still claim God and not be ever convicted and claim that you have a relationship, you can still do what you want, and you're going to get your past in. Okay. And I don't usually go there and tell anybody about what choices they make as far as religion. But keep letting these people pimp you out your money and feed you whatever you like, your favorite meal, and keep pushing you back out, it's okay. You're all right. God knows your heart. It's okay. You know your heart. You know you're taking, picking men over your children. You know you're picking women over your children. You know that you're breaking your children, the mother of your children, you're breaking their heart or have. You know this. That's what this show is about tonight, for you to think Think of what you're returning back to Every time you go to your trash can I hope you think about some trash of your own And stop trying to be everybody And and what you're not Because how can somebody figure out who you are Even if they like you when they know They're not even getting you I think our caller said last week that You know you get the clown suit for the first three months or so you get somebody else. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who that. I believe it was Corey from Arkansas, I, I believe. And I, I'm sorry if I misquote that, but he said that in the show last week that we had. Um, you know, you get the first, you get the clown suit for the first three months or so. And he even talked about how women will, will connect and say, you know, I'm in the church, and no, I'm not going to go there. And you got to wait this amount of time, and in two, three days, it's over. It's already done. You can breathe into that. So, again, people just think, no, just spend some time with you. Cut it all out for 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 at least a while. Just kind of cut it all out and see what's going on inside of you so that you can be the best father, the best mother, the best wife, the best husband, the best sister, friend. Get to the root of your stuff and stop letting all this garbage on Facebook pull you in. Facebook could be something wonderful. I've met Rodney, you know, not through Facebook, but I've never met Rodney face-to-face. There's some great people that I've connected with through Facebook, you know, and so it could be wonderful as far as a connection. We can change the course. We can change the direction. So Rodney, I'm going to turn it over because I'll keep going. I'm going to turn it back over. We have about four minutes, I think.
1: Well,
2: I'm going to end with this. We all like to look in the mirror. When our hair is done, if you're a woman, our hair is cut, if you're a man, You have on a specific outfit. You have on a new outfit. You know you're going somewhere. When we think our physical appearance is attractive, when we think our physical appearance is handsome, gorgeous, beautiful, whatever word you use, we are all up in the mirror. You can't pull us away from a mirror when we love how our physical appearance looks. If we could remove the physical appearance and you looked into a mirror and you could see what was in your heart, would you still be that attached to the mirror? Mm -hmm. That is the question you should ask yourself. And think about this also. At some point, you have to turn your children over to the world. You have to turn them over to a school, and you have to turn them over to a business. You have to turn them over to someone in the world or some group or organization. How is your child going to represent you? you can't take credit just because they do well and you can't pass the blame just because they don't but how is your child going to represent you Tammy as always thank you so much for having me on we touched on a number of things that are in my new book from the heart of a teacher in fact the first three parents again the I'm sorry the first three chapters again are about Parenting, and how parents are the first teachers, and not just parents, but we all, doctors, aunts, uncles, cousins, we are all the first teachers. And it just talks about parenting, and so many of the things that we touched on tonight are are right in these first three chapters. And so for those of you listening, I would like to encourage you to, if you have a Kindle or a Note or an iPad to go ahead and download my book, From the Heart of a Teacher. Um, you can also read my book, Tired of Being Black. I will be at the Martin Luther King um, Library in Washington, D.C., doing a book talk on uh, Tuesday, July 22nd at 6.30 p.m. If you're in the area, come on out. It'll be a great time. But thank you again, Sammy, for having me on. It is always a pleasure, and it is always a blessing. And there are things that are said during these shows that bless me. So thank you again for having me on. Um, I really do appreciate
0: it. You're so welcome. And we have I, I have totally neglected uh, one of our faithful listeners and um, someone that you hold dear to your heart in the chat lines, Marion. She has put quite <laughs> a few things out here, and I want to get Thanks. some of them in. Um, She says that is true I will say I am grateful for my mother Because she never bashed my father As I grew older I saw who he was for myself He has changed over the years And we talk on occasion But I learned early on That I should honor my mother and father So that my days will be long Um, She I'm in Of course I'm enjoying the show And she was amening to the young man That came on Torian Um, Also she said When you know better you do better And lastly, I think we have one more here. Let's see. I want to get all of them. Great analogy. I can't remember which one that was about. And then she says, my last remarks, you must always make sure your heart is right. I love this one. You must always make sure that your heart is right. It doesn't always feel good but it's necessary to ensure a healthy and prosperous life. I love 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 that. You guys, we must desire to know what's right. We must do what's right. You know, and 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 you if you your desire has to be in the right place. Check your motives. Check your life. Check who you really are. Be honest with yourself about what kind of parent you are, what kind of worker, what kind of mother, friend, daughter, wife. Be honest with yourself about who you are? How do you represent your morals, your values, your ethics? Be just be so honest. So, I want to say thank you, Rodney. You just have been a blessing to my life, to this show. I'm, I'm thankful for the day that I was in the right place at the right time to hear whatever it was <laughs> I heard on the radio about you. Never still quite figured that out, but that's okay. Because I. It, it's okay because we're here, and that was the divine purpose of it. Because, you know, the first time we did the show, we had no idea we'd I mean, you're talking about your book. We had no idea that we'd end up being – and even when you bought on the Tuesday nights, we didn't even talk about you coming on doing Monday nights with me or about me being on Tuesday nights with you because I was thinking that was going to be your baby. <laughs> I had enough of blog talk. And, it's, it's and the just, first
2: and the first time I was on your show, we hardly even talked about my book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just it has been a blessing, and, and you know, it is like like Tamarian said, it's not easy, you guys. Um, I like to put it as this, and and this came to me last week while I was at Christian Brothers University. I thank God I had the opportunity to speak at Christian Brothers University. Last Thursday, to a group, a graduate, small group of graduating uh, women, and I spoke that if you just stay the course, if you just continue to desire what's right, know what's right, and do what's right, regardless of how you feel what your mind tells you, that pretty soon what I found for me is my heart and my mind are somehow starting to work together. Now, which one is rejecting the old thoughts and the old me? I have no idea. But what I'm saying to you is this. I still battle the thoughts. It's hard, it's difficult to, to move from something that you've lived all your life. But what I know is that I want different. I know that I did not want the life That I was living I had my clown suit on People thought I was happy Da 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 Miserable inside Dying inside Living but dying And that's far better than letting them Letting a man come into my heart Into my life That does not deserve me That means me no good And I know this Same with men with women Guard your heart as well. If you're a good man, be a good man. Don't fall into this world and do what people have did to you. Because, see, people are not going to have to take account for that. You are. You will. And and if you're a good person, if you're a good woman, good man, you're not comfortable in that role anyway. You're not comfortable dogging women or dogging men. You're not comfortable doing that. So don't conform to the patterns of this world for the sake of this world and for the sake of looking like everybody else. Because, trust me, you don't see the people that they see when they look in the mirror themselves. You don't see them when they go in their house and close their doors and it's just they just have to deal with themselves. You don't see that. You don't know. It's like the video. Right, I don't know if you saw this, and I'm going to be quiet for real and let us go. But the video where the young man has no shoes, and he sits on the bench with another young man who has these pretty tennis shoes on, nicely dressed, and he runs off and he's saying, I wish I was him, I wish I was him, I wish I was him, and they're in the park. And so he becomes him. But the young man that's on the bench in the park, he's actually waiting for someone to come pick him up in his wheelchair. He can't walk, he can't run, he can't play. And so oh wow. changed his life. I have to send that to you. I, think, I thought I sent it to you and to Marion. I
2: think you tagged, you tagged me um, in a video earlier, and I, I saw two boys sitting on the bench, but I, 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 so far I haven't had a chance to look at it. But I think you tagged me in it um, earlier.
0: It's a must-see because what he this, this young boy did was, I wish I was him. He wanted the things that he had on that he looked like he had. But this young man was sitting waiting for, it looked like his, Grandmother or t- caretaker to come get him pull bring his wheelchair to get him so that he could leave, and she pulls up saying, "Sorry, it took so long. Well, he just exchanged his life based on what he saw because he's wow. sitting there, he's got his pretty shoes on, and all that, but he can't walk. You never that's know incredible. what people, yeah, that's deep, you never know you see the clown suit, you see the smile, you see the pretty face. you never know what they're going through behind closed doors. And so you're trying to be like them and wish you were them, and you can't be yourself, and you don't know who you are. Wow! So think about that. That being said, this has been wonderful. Thank you, Rodney, again. Thank you to Mary and all our listeners in the chat line, um, and, and that hung in here with us for a few minutes later. Uh, Rodney, if you don't have anything, I just we're, we are on tomorrow night, right?
2: Um, as far as I know, we'll have to confirm it. But uh, as far as I know, we are we are back on tomorrow.
0: Okay. Well, why don't you guys just just try us anyway? Um, and if if hey, if nothing else, right, we have part two on this because I could still go on on this one. But
1: that it's that's
2: like
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I, I so. could too, except it's already <laughs> after eleven o'clock on the East Coast.
0: <laughs> you never sleep anyway, so don't. I don't know yeah, how that, you function. That is true.
2: That is true. I, I, told I don't you, know. She just ate
0: naps.
3: People <laughs> just ate naps. We no. don't go to sleep.
0: <laughs> well, thanks to everyone, and you guys know that I have to end with um, my cousin's favorite song because once again, she's out there, and she is always. And her favorite song is change gonna come so how appropriate for this topic as well so special thanks to my cousin diane out of georgia for listening in and always being uh just one of my greatest supporters so honored and so so blessed to have family that 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 just supports you um she's not waiting till we blow up rodney she's she's with us now so hey, we, hey, we, that, that, when means, we do that means when up, we
2: blow up, she'll be a part of the explosion. <laughs>
0: that's right. She's going to be right there taking care of everybody when they come in. She's going to be the, the king queen, and the queen.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: hey, I'm cool with it. <laughs>
0: so I am thankful. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to, to just kind of tune in and, and be watchful for tomorrow. Um, we'll probably do something either way. So let's just uh, just come back with us and, and tell some people about Monday and Tuesday, Butterfly Evolution. Uh, have any show ideas, contact us. Uh, be sure to get Rodney's book. Tell him again on Kindle and what's Nook, I think you said?
2: Yes. Uh, the title of the book is uh, From the Heart of a Teacher.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, you guys are going to hear Sam, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and Rodney, special thanks to you.
2: Not a problem. Thank you so much.
0: Okay.
5: been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change going come, oh yes it will, it's been too hard to live it, but I'm afraid to die, but I don't know what's up there, Beyond the sky It's been a long Let me do hang around It's been a long, a long time coming But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will Then I go to my brother
6: You know,
3: and it just seems so real
6: It's right there, just wanna reach out and touch it For what all disappears Sometimes, it feels like Like everything is passing me by Every now and then My ship has gone and sailed away But I, I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean my ship is coming in Just as the horizon And right where the gun is Out there by the ocean Know oh my ship is coming in So don't leave me hanging I've been waiting too long For this moment. My ship has finally come I wish have I will even go wherever the wind blows me I'll do anything to find my destiny It's like fighting with gravity And it's breaking me down If this world is really round Then tell me how It's just enough for you to come around